0: Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Mike Weintraub. Mike, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent, let's do this. Mike is the president of the retirement division at Relation Insurance Services, as well as a board member of the Life Happens Foundation. He spent many, many years working in this space and has seen a lot of changes. I'm very, very excited to have you on. Mike, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Uh,
1: I've actually been doing this for... Uh, Ever since I graduated from the uh, from college, and it's been the only job I've ever had. Um, I started doing this in uh, the as a captive life insurance agent in a suburb of Chicago. And my wife and I were married soon after I got into the life insurance business. And after a few years doing this in Chicago, we had an opportunity to move to the San Francisco area. And I was transferred by the company I was working for and realized that I really enjoyed working with companies rather than individuals. I like the notion of being able to work during the day rather than in the evening and talking with business owners rather than individuals. I was never a good enough salesperson to do the evening meetings and talk to husbands and wives about their their personal stuff. And it just seemed that working more in the corporate market was more of a logical sort of sale for me. And it was daytime hours, and I could be more productive during the day and, and working with rational business people. And a few years in the Bay Area, uh, this was right before ERISA passed in 1974. I realized there was an opportunity to start a company that only did retirement plans, and we <laughs> took the leap and did something that, knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't have done. <laughs> and started a <laughs> started a third-party administration company that grew over the years to have hundreds of plans. And we had like 35 employees. And I was kind of managing a company after a while more than just doing retirement planning. And I think that my career took the sort of trajectory that most successful entrepreneurs take. And that is to build a company over, say, 20, 25 years. And then I kind of peaked out and was getting bored with everything, even though we were still very successful. Uh, But I met the guy who founded USI, which is a gigantic public um, insurance brokerage firm today. And he made me realize that it was really time to sell the company and take a very substantial liquidity event and start doing something else, maybe just consulting or whatever. Um, But he was right, and he helped me find a buyer, sold the company for a lot more than I ever dreamed it was worth, or was going to be worth.
0: Congratulations. And
1: had a six-month, thank you, and I had a six-month contract with the uh, company that acquired my company. And after a short time, the company that acquired my firm, and I realized that I still enjoy doing this, but... Uh, that I wanted to do it on a different scale. I, I, all I wanted to do was find the people who wanted to have retirement plans, service my existing book, and not do all of the stuff I was never really trained to do, which was running a company. Um, so we agreed to extend my my deal with them with the understanding that really all I would be doing was was sales stuff, which is the part I love. I really enjoy working with clients and, you know, helping them solve their problems uh, at a company level and with some high net worth people who are typically involved in the company. And that was like 10, 11 years ago and we're still together and I'm happy. And I think they are as well. So it turned into a, a cool arrangement. Excellent. So that in a short period of time is kind of the, the way my career evolved.
0: Well, I can certainly relate to you. I think that we had a very, very similar start to our careers as I started with a life insurance company right out of college and did plenty of evening meetings around kitchen tables with folks before realizing that maybe that was not uh, what was going to make me happy in the long term. But I'm sure both of us have have great stories from that time in our careers.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: So... You 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 got into the essentially the retirement planning space right around when ERISA went into effect. Um, so over the course of the last 35, 36 years, um, well, essentially, I'm 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 not a math guy here. Let's just call it forty years. Um, <laughs> okay. And really, I maybe. Let's let's frame it a different way. Over the course of the last eleven years since you've been in your your, your new venture, how have you seen um, American savings habits change? Is it is it getting better? Is it staying the same? What tell me what that's looked like.
1: Well, I think that what hasn't changed is that people start retirement at a time when it's probably too late to do meaningful things about actually having enough of a nest egg to retire the way they would like to retire. Um, Even going back years ago, uh, people in their 30s and even in their middle 40s know that it's something they need to do, but tomorrow is still far enough away that it isn't something that is an urgent thing to them. Uh, millennials today are looking at things a little bit differently than maybe 20 or 30 years ago, but they're aware that they need to do something, but they're still not motivated enough to to do much that's meaningful, even if there's an elaborate 401k with a match and all those kinds of things. People who are over 45, generally in their late 40s, early 50s, realize that this is coming quickly, more quickly than than they would like, even though they want to retire. People worry more about retirement than they worry about actually doing some planning. Um, I like to say that people will spend more time planning a trip to Disney World than they will their retirement. And that's true about every age category, but more true with, with younger people. The, the people who are over 45 are really starting to take things seriously. And what they find is that uh, they're able to save, but not enough to reach their, their real retirement goals. So one of the big differences that we see today is that most of the record-keeping companies, so the large mutual fund firms, the large insurance companies are, that are in the 401k space, because of today's technology are able to provide fabulous websites and software so that people really know where they are not just with the money that they're putting into their 401k plan but many of the the websites now will allow participants to actually upload some of these these programs in real time all of their assets what they have in bank accounts and mutual funds and other retirement plans and IRAs in their 401k plan so that the picture that is developed is, is real and it changes in real time so that they will always know what all of their assets that are available for retirement are. And it's easy to translate the, the value of their assets to an income in retirement. You're making some assumptions about Earnings, losses, and that sort of thing, uh, so that people really get a a picture of what they will have, and this really improves the entire retirement outcome that people can have if they pay attention to it. Um, And I think that through a lot of institutional advertising, and this is being done primarily by the companies that are that have these websites, but also on like the Life Happens website, there. are some ways that people can plan what their life insurance needs are and how that all fits together to protect families from the unexpected death of the breadwinners uh, to help them understand that you need to look at a holistic grouping of of everything that somebody has uh, to make sure that there is enough available, no matter what happens to a family, to provide an adequate retirement Uh, social security isn't going to do the entire thing that and that's what many people think if they're old enough to feel as though social security will be there and not change drastically a lot of younger people are really concerned that it may not even exist so they should have more of a of an incentive to actually do this on their own Uh, but again it's easy to say you know if I wait a year or two or three I'll I'll still be okay. Uh, But what people really need to understand is that the way compound interest works, that most people will end up having 60, 70, 80% of their retirement nest egg provided by the interest, the income on what they actually put away. And the longer you wait, the less of your nest egg will be from Interest or dividends or capital gains within your investments.
0: No two ways about it. Compound interest is one of the most powerful things, one of the most powerful forces in 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 the financial world. Certainly, it's interesting to me. um, You talked about the great software that's that's available and the great tools that are available all over the place, but certainly on the Life Happens website. but you know that, that people are not compelled to buy life insurance and oftentimes it takes an event like the purchase of a home or the birth of a child or marriage or the death of somebody that they know to really get them to actually buy life insurance. And I think it's, it may be similar that we're not compelled to actually save money. So perhaps it's some kind of an event. Maybe they know somebody or they meet somebody who waited too long, or maybe they meet somebody who at work who's doing a great job of saving for retirement. I'm always curious as to what is it that that, that motivates good saving habits? Do you have thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I I think that uh, frequently it happens when a parent or a grandparent or other relative uh, either does really well with their retirement program or does very poorly. It takes Hmm. one of those extremes, I think, to help motivate. And we we see it not frequently, but when it happens, it's a real moment that um, is easy to tell to other people. I think in the retirement space, when, and and I don't do a lot of employee meetings anymore, but I'll try to do two or three a year because it's a great way to stay in touch with what's really happening. Um, But the storytelling by good educators who do 401k enrollment meetings make a big difference in how people are motivated to max out their their deferrals and max out matches that they get from their companies. And if somebody can tell a compelling story about something that happened to a friend or relative, either good news or bad news about retirement, that that tends to motivate people. Uh, One of the things that we see, especially among people in their late 20s, early 30s, is their spending can not make sense sometimes. A lot of of younger people, and and I say younger, I mean anybody who's under 35, he spends a lot of money even at places like like Pete's Coffee and Starbucks, uh, not thinking that that, if, if they were to Instead of purchasing Starbucks coffee five days a week, just do it four days a week. If you can save like three or four dollars a week, that's twelve to fifteen dollars a month. That really adds up. And when you compound that with a reasonable rate of return, it can be worth tens of thousands of dollars for somebody who is in their 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 thirties. And once people realize that it's just a matter of not having one Starbucks a week, they typically will be motivated. And it only takes like a year or two or three for them to see their account balances start to go up. And that's another motivating factor for people that once they they see that the dollars are are coming in and not all contribution amounts, but. Saving on income tax and getting the money that's compounding for them, that they begin to realize this is something that makes sense for me. And with some of the motivational software, they are able to project it out and they, they see really big dollars.
0: I think that, that that really makes sense. And so often, statistics just wash over us and we just think that it's not going to happen to us, those are for other people, and it really is, it takes a good story to, to, to drive something home, and that compelling story, whether it's a good story or a bad story, that's probably really one of the things that that, 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 that can prompt change, and I agree, It little bits, um, small amounts over time add up to, to really large amounts, especially when you take into consideration compound interest, so... And once you start saving, even if it's a little bit, even if you're just saving one or two percent um, in, in 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 your twenties, you'll open up your account statement at the end of the year or over a couple of years and realize you've saved a substantial amount of money. So, well, Mike Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Well, I think that it, it's fairly simple, and uh, it, it's it's purely that once you find something that you feel really passionate about and can can discuss with your clientele or prospective clients uh, that that by that by doing whether it's retirement planning or 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 advising people about life insurance or advising about other investment products that that's the key to success and happiness. And sometimes it takes a while to find what that is, but once you do. That's the key to making everything important happen. And that we all need something, even in retirement, something that will benefit others. Uh, there are only so many golf balls you can hit and so many <laughs> you can catch. And uh, you need something that's rewarding throughout your, your life. So, retirement requires money as well as something that will make your life fulfilling. And once you have those two things, everything is great.
0: Well, that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Well. Thank you, George. It was a pleasure.
0: Where can uh, where can we learn more about you and your work?
1: Um, at our website, which is relation insurance I'm sorry let me, yeah <laughs> com. And my email address is Mike.Weintraub at RelationInsurance.com. Happy to have further discussions with anybody. Excellent.
0: Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mike your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to RelationInsurance.com, and I'll list that as well as Mike's email address in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Mike.
1: Thank you, George. Take care.